Welcome to the Joy of Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Dr. James Taylor. On this podcast, we explore the passion and purpose of leadership, and we do so by talking with recognized leaders who do not merely have jobs, but men and women who have been called to their chosen sphere of influence. All right, hey, it is my privilege to have Ryan Lane, CEO and founder of Lane's Barbecue, uh, a local favorite, a local uh, kind of really, really kind of a, a local icon at this point in time. I, uh, right I here don't know Bethlehem. who else says that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I don't know. But hey, I'm, I'm excited. It really, like this is kind of the intersection of two of my favorite things, right? It, it's faith. Yeah. We're going to talk a lot about kind of how the Lord plays into our lives. And it's food. Like these are, these are definitely kind of the intersections of two of my, two of my very, very favorite things. Awesome. Um, I think you've had the chance to, to take a take a listen to the show a little bit. Uh, really what we do is we kind of tell stories. We, we tell stories uh, about the idea of how uh, a, a, a man or a woman can be a leader, can take their faith into that leadership experience yeah. and be really successful on a from a worldly perspective, but also be unabashed in their faith. Like sure. to really pursue that and to, to really find that kind of intersection uh, of, of, of rigorous faith uh, but also like really successful in their in their business career as well. And so that's kind of the discussion that we do. I'm always intrigued with the idea that our lives uh, are nonlinear. So I, I yeah. try to tell my students here all the time, hey, listen, your path, you think it's a point between A and B, and it's really like A to Z to X to M, and someday you're going to maybe get to B or yeah. B, you know. So tell me a little bit about your story. I've read a little sure. bit about your background uh, you didn't start in barbecue. I didn't. And so walk me through just a little bit of, of what that looks like, what your career path originally yeah. was, how you prepared for that career path. Give, give me a little bit of that background, Ryan. Yeah. It's, hopefully we don't have too much time because it's not a big story. But <laughs> first, let me say thank you so much for this opportunity. I was listening and I've listened to a bunch of the episodes and I'm still not sure why I'm here. <laughs> so hopefully we'll be able to talk this out. So big names, big stories. Um, and uh, it's so cool to see like what God can do when you don't necessarily have a plan. Absolutely. And so that I would say, so my wife is Stacy. Um, we've been married for 20 years now. Uh, I grew up in Roswell, Georgia, not too far from yeah. here. Uh, Stacy grew up in Snellville. Okay. We actually met at West Georgia, okay. out in Carrollton, Georgia. Okay. Um, got married right out of school um, about 20 years ago, bought a house in Sugar Hill, and uh, her parents moved to Grayson. And so it actually, even though it's less time, it took us forever to get from Sugar Hill to Grayson because of Georgia's 20 traffic. Right. So we moved to Monroe. Okay. And which sounds farther away, but oh, it was that's, actually, a, that's a hot spot right yeah, now. Like was, that's like the place closer. to be. Yeah. So, um, two kids, uh, my son is 16. He's a junior over at Bethlehem Christian awesome. Academy. Sister school. Yep. And then, uh, my daughter is a, uh, she's a freshman. So we awesome. got two high schoolers. We're still learning every day, yeah. like how to, uh, manage expectations for, um, teenagers right yeah this is so. this is kind of a, a time of divide and conquer like yeah there, like there's so you know where you just feel like you are you're just running by each other as a husband yeah. and wife sometimes going to this event and going to this athletic activity and you know it, it really is my kids are, are older uh, I've got a I've got a daughter who's a nurse and I've got a son who's finishing up at UGA this year cool and so they're a little bit older, but boy, the, the, the stage that you're at, man, it's frenetic. It's like, luckily, it's a, yeah, my wife is a teacher. Yes. So she teaches over there. She's actually been at the school with the awesome. kids since they were, you know, young. So yeah. good news is they never come to me. 
with homework questions, <laughs> which is good. If they need a That's recipe, right. they know dad's got them. But like, if it's math homework, they never have to worry. Yeah. I always said D is for diploma, you know? So it, it's good that, that they take after her when it comes to the schooling. So that's awesome. That is awesome. But yeah. Um, now walk me through a little bit about, uh, of the career. I know you yeah. were, you jumped in after college into banking, into doing some different things. So walk me through that. Cause this is, this is not a straight line. Well, and right? this is part of like where I think God kind of reveals so much to us. So like you're always, and here's here, let me take a step back. So what I've, finally learning to do is to enjoy the process. So I've always, I was always trying to get to the next step and what the next thing was. And so I got out of school. I was actually a service consultant at an Audi dealership for about three or four years. And what I've learned is every single step has taught me how to deal, not even how to deal, but how to have a relationship with people. Mm. So from being a service consultant to getting a real estate license to then being in the mortgage business, um, to then being in the insurance business, which is actually where I came from before I started here. And so me, I need something tangible. When you're talking about barbecue, your face lights up. Mm-hmm. You know what doesn't light up when you're talking about insurance? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't happen. Like, and so what right. I realized is that it's more than a piece of paper. It's a relationship. And my brother has modeled that so well. He started uh, Encore Advisors. Uh, about 15 years ago. Okay. And so I worked and with you him. you worked there for that a while. Worked okay, him. I didn't yep. realize that yep. was a connection. So that's kind of like the the connection. And okay. so where I loved having that relationship with my brother, who was two and a half years younger than me, but like so much further ahead in leadership and life and relationships. And I just learned unbelievable, like how much I learned. Um, and that's been my biggest thing is like, slowing down. I'm, I'm quick, right. you know, usually I'm, right. I'm ready to do the next thing. And I have to do that in my prayer life too, is I have to realize like, Hey, God just answered for my prayers and I've already moved on. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Instead of stopping and saying like, Hey, you did, or you didn't answer this, but, but why, what else is around the corner? You know, at, at what point in your life did you start actually recognizing that you needed to appreciate the process like you uh, appreciate the yesterday journey. maybe no i mean yeah. it, it, like it's really been in the last right. six months right and i think a lot of it is how do, how do we know we're winning first of all and i've always been when i say goal oriented like i always have these unrealistic expectations in my head of what i need to hit right and then i'll drive and drive and drive and drive until i get it and sometimes you're crushing the people right. underneath you or not even underneath you like with you right to try to get there right and you get to the top and it's never enough. Right. You know, and so it's really just trying to find a purpose in like what we're doing and why we're doing it instead of just trying to achieve, mm-hmm. you know, whatever this win is. Yeah. And it's, fi- it's finding that purpose and, and understanding in our, in our situation for both of us as, as men and as leaders, uh, really the centrality of Christ is crucial to that, to that period. Uh, but really having to ask that question about the work-life balance for me, honestly, I like I'm, I'm in my mid fifties. I, I don't, I don't really think I was asking that question until maybe four or five years ago. Yeah. It's frankly, one thing that I've really appreciated about this generation, uh, is that they're asking that question far earlier. You know, uh, both of my kids are in their twenties 
and both of them are asking that question. I don't think I was asking that question I until I was maybe I in my 40s, yeah. you know. And so I have really appreciated that. Um, you have two teenage kids. By the way, I'm a huge fan of Jason Britt. Jason yeah. and I are pals, and uh, he is just, he's he's rocking it over there at Bethlehem. Well, just I think it's just the way job. he brings the word. Yeah. Um, I think really what it is, and I think one thing I've taken just in, in leading um, is his humility right. and just his way to, he's so quick to be able to laugh at himself. Right. And I think until you can do that, like most people aren't going to take you serious yeah. anyways, because especially, and this isn't a fair thing, but this is, we put pastors on a pedestal, right? No matter what right. the truth is, right? they're people just guys, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's not, you know, it's not fair, but it tends to be what people do. And yeah. so just to like, humanize, mm -hmm. I guess, if you can say that. Right. And he's so good at it. And he can, and then he can say something that really grips you. And you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And you know that he's living it. Like yeah. Jason, he keeps the main thing, yeah. the main thing. So our daughters are, they've grown up together in the same grade. And oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Ansley and Claire hung out forever. That is so. awesome. That is awesome. Well, yeah. you're, at a, you're at a great place for that. All right, let's come back to work-life balance. Yeah. And so you're jumping through these different things. You're working even with your with your brother's company. Yeah. Take me back to the inception of barbecue. Like yeah. at some point in time, there's a light bulb that pops on for you. There's some, like, what does that look like for yeah. you as far as when you go from let's sell insurance to let's sell barbecue? Absolutely. So, so really, I guess the, the moment was we sold a 401k account. And we bought a smoker. And so we've, here's the thing. I've in college at the fraternity house, like I was the first to fire up the grill. Okay. I wanted to feed everyone. So like at the end of the day, I love smiles and like barbecue does that. Right. Like feeding right. people. I, I think that's really what God's given me is like the, the sense of like servantship. Like I, I just want to serve. And so we bought a smoker. And then what I would do is I would stay up and I would cook the food and then, you know, we'd hang out. And then the next day we would take it and we would go to a renewal meeting. So like one of our current clients and we, I would feed them, they'd be super happy. And then I would check out and then Brett would come in and give them the bad news, you know? And so it was probably about a year into that. And he looked at me one day and he's like, what are you doing? Like you clearly do not like what we're doing on a daily basis. And, and to be perfectly honest, like I was comfortable, mm -hmm. like wife, two kids, sure. like, we had a book of business, sure. like firm paycheck. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was coming in and, but the truth is I was miserable. I not in the aspect of like, I had great friends there. Um, the relationship with my brother had never been stronger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that was great, but it, something was missing. And I tried several different things. And I remember coming home and I was like, Stace, like, I need to make a change. She's like, what? You know, like we have two young kids. Right. Like, well, how's it going to work? And I've just over and over again, just kind of like, almost like just wore her down, you know, and just, a, I promise I'm going to figure out a way to make it work. And one day she said, fine, just go do it. And so there's a place, three peas in a pod. It was in Loganville on 78. And we used to go there every Sunday after church and get produce. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to take this opportunity so I went over there and saw David, and I was like, hey, do you guys ever sell barbecue? He's like, uh, well, we do, but the problem is either it's not great or they come here and they sell out in an hour, and then people keep coming throughout the day and they're upset because no one's getting any food. I was like, well, I, A, I hope I sell out, but I'll make as much. I've got this big smoker. We'll mm -hmm. fill it up. He's like, cool, come this weekend. 
I was like, oh, no. And so I didn't really have Facebook at the time, so I created a Facebook page, tried to get the word out there, and just our friends and family and just network of people that, you know, I've right. known forever. It came out and supported. We ended up selling out in maybe three or four hours, and I went in and I was like, David, I'm so sorry. Like, he's like, can you be back next weekend? I was like, yeah, but I sold out. He's like, but everyone came in. Mm. Like, they were happy. They were excited. We were able to sh- introduce our place to a bunch of new people, and I was like, Okay. And so we did that for maybe three and a half months. Four Are you months. still working your other gig at the I'm time? I'm still working my other. Okay. Yep. So yeah. this is a weekend thing. Okay. Uh, so this was October of 2013. Okay. Um, and so we went. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, less than 10 years ago. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So the business is nine years old. Wow. Just over nine. Wow. Um, in January, it had, it was going well. We were starting to get some catering. When I say we, like it was me and then any friend I could convince to come help me. You know, because everyone was still working during the week. <laughs> right. So it's like, who's going to take their Saturday to come sling barbecue? Yeah. Um, and so luckily my wife helped out a ton and, you know, she would teach during the week and then mm-hmm. help me on the weekend. But um, January, I went part time in insurance and then February I was done. Awesome. And so, so you what had I had the ability to do that where you. Yeah. Were well, of- so we had worked it up and I was just going to grind yeah. like I was going to figure out a way to make it work. Right. You know? And so what I also learned about myself is I am not good at doing two things at once. Okay. So like I can focus on insurance and I can get by Mm -hmm. or I can focus on barbecue and do something I really love and kill it. Right. And so I was like, Stacey, give me a shot, you know? And she was like, let's do it. How long did it take you to replace your income? And I will tell you, I've not missed a paycheck once. Unbelievable. Like it's, it's, and that's how I truly, my wife, she says this all the time. She's like, you better hit your knees in the morning when you get up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, don't worry. I am mm-hmm. like, I'm exhausted. I'm falling out of bed on the floor. But while I'm there, I'm thanking God because right. the truth is like, I'm just a normal dude, but with a passion for people and right. food. Right. And so luckily like I'll grind it. The last thing I want to do is fail. Mm-hmm. Which I know if we had a ton of time, I could talk about all the failures mm-hmm. we've experienced, but I know that like we're not going to do it twice, right, and we're going to learn right from it, so right and, you know i I look at you know I'm kind of a a child of the eighties, basically yeah. 80, you know seventies, eighties, nineties, whatever um I think I still feel like I'm a child, so maybe I'm a child of the twenty twenties, I don't know, but um so so often, like the the advice that we give the next generation, mm-hmm. you know, particularly during my time, like it was, hey, you're going to get a job. It's got to make X amount of dollars. It's got to be, you know, like it's it's so crafted around money. It's so crafted around finances, rather than rather than us really and truly looking at, hey, there are things that we are good at, mm-hmm. and those things are kind of God given elements, right? Yeah. And then there are things that we really enjoy, like it just it, you do this for free, yeah. And it, and at, at at some point in time. You know, there's a crossroads of that, of the things that we are good at and the things that we enjoy. And trying to find something in there is such a blessing. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to find something so that you're not, I mean, I'm sure you probably know people, I know that I do, who have a countdown to retirement. Like, boy, yeah. I'm out at this time. I mean, for me, I love what I do. So I'm, I plan on doing it. And it sounds like you're the exact same I way. Mean, like you're passionate about well, it. Well, it's because I, it is work. Right. Right. It right. is work. Sure. I still have to get up and I have to do things that I don't want to do on a daily basis. Right. But like, I love it. Yeah. Like, I love it. The fact is, 
I never nine years ago would have thought that we'd be sitting here having a conversation. Right. So the paths of people that I get to cross is I got to cook for dude. Perfect. Two weeks ago. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Drove out to Dallas and That's cooked for awesome. the, the crew of dude. Perfect. Like I would have never thought. And then, That's and awesome. then turn around and drove 17 hours to Melbourne, Florida to do a class. We rigged a smoker. <laughs> it's a whole nother story, but rigged a smoker in a sprinter van <laughs> like hooked it up to the battery so it would go so we could hold the briskets at 145 degrees while we drove to Dallas, Texas. Wow. Catered the event, jumped back in the car and drove seven. I'd be hours hungry that night. whole drive smelling it that. Smelled awesome. <laughs> it smelled so good. But don't worry, there's plenty of buckies like along the way so you can stop and get your own. But, All right. Now, yeah. hey, let's go back though, because yeah. we kinda left the story at slinging barbecue on yeah. the weekends down at down at the down at the vegetable mart. Oh yeah. Uh you know, what takes you to business right and and maybe yeah. and maybe let's get to that as q2 let's let's hit kind of q1 a little bit sure would you just kind of give give our listeners just a, a glimpse not in a braggadocious way you're a humble guy clearly yeah. so i i know that you won't want to you know kind of butter your own biscuit in this but but tell us a little bit how big's the company like now you guys are huge uh, i mean you're global well i guess it's a relative like thing you know but right so we have uh about 30 employees awesome we'll do top line five million plus this year um so yeah i mean, I mean that's huge it's crazy which kind of goes back to or really what i think through is vision like the truth is i thought i was like i thought god gave me a passion just to sell barbecue right. on the side of the road clearly that wasn't it you right know? and so i think a lot of times we set our dreams as such a low mark, mm -hmm. you know, our vision is never big enough. You know, right. we think our God is so small, right? You know that we try to put him on, you know, this little pedestal, right? And the truth is, like, you never know where it's going to go. You never know. So. All right, so so now now I want to go back yeah. to Q two, sure. And let's take us from you know doing barbecue on the weekends to to this five million dollar company. Uh, as you you know, what gets you through there? So, like so often, I'm such a big one. I, I love my students to be doing internships. Yeah. A big reason for that is I just want them to see some guy or some girl who's already doing it. Yeah. Like, so that they can say, oh, well, that this process sounds so complex. That job sounds so difficult. But I've just met a dude who does it. And he yeah. seems like a pretty pretty average guy. Like, he seemed like a pretty normal fella. So tell me a little bit. Give the give us a picture of what it, what happens sure. to get yeah. to that point. Short answer is I know I'm never the smartest guy in the room. Okay. And so I surround myself with way smarter people. Right. Second... A lot of times, you know, I figure out the hard way. So the reason we went from the produce stand to getting a building in Bethlehem and start really building the catering business because, well, I didn't follow the rules the way I was supposed to. Mm -hmm. So I get a call from David and he says, hey, man, you don't have a mobile service permit. It's like, well, I'm fully licensed. I mean, I was fully licensed, right, insured, right. but a mobile permit's different. Hmm. And I was like, oh, man, I don't want to do that. So then we end up finding a building in Bethlehem started catering there. Um, and then about a year and a half in, I realized like, I cannot do this on my own. Um, I need to create some other form of business that's going to allow us really allow me to take a vacation with my family. Right. Because it's funny, we always think of the person who's sacrificing. The truth is, I'm not sacrificing, I'm doing what I want to do every single day. That's right. My family's the one who that's sacrifices, right. yeah. you know, and that's the thing is, they miss time with dad. Stacy misses time with her husband. Like, and even when I'm home, my brain, like it's really the work life balance. This is mm -hmm. something it's really been about a two year struggle. Right. I know I said yesterday, but it's right. been about a two year struggle of like, 
how do I balance this? How do I get the right people in the right place to allow me to kind of separate? Because Stacy's like, I should be on your payroll. I should the highest. We talk about business all the time. Mm-hmm. And the truth is sometimes we just need another perspective, someone right. who's not involved in the day to day. But so I don't, I don't know if that answered your question, but then about say a year, year and a half in, I knew I needed some other form of income. And that's where, you know, the craft rub market was really big. It was really starting to like get some growth to it. I'd gotten on Instagram and just seen like the power of influencers, Mm -hmm. but they weren't influencers like they are today. Today you have to pay people. Right. And then people kind of see right through all of that. Mm -hmm. It was like, Hey, these are my friends. Right. I'm sending them something. And so I, I told Stacy, I was like, look, I want to create a bottle of seasoning. These are almost the original four. And I said, it's going to take about $2,000. I'll pull it from the business account. It's not going to affect us, but I really think this is something that can kind of take us to the next level. Really put us like not on the map, but like brand awareness. You saw it. You yeah. saw what that could and be. She was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> That's actually I have those qu- conversations like, all the time with my wife. Quote. And she didn't stop there, but she's like, no one is going to buy seasonings and no one's going to pay eight bucks for a bottle. And I was like, challenge accepted. Like I, now I've got to figure out how to do it. <laughs> and I knew that what we would do is we would, we're not always going to be the, the best. We're going to make mistakes. But the right. fact is we're always going to do the right thing, no matter how much it hurts. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of our core values. I don't care how much it hurts. We're going to make it right. And then we're going to figure out how mm-hmm. we messed up mm-hmm. so we don't do it again. And then we're going to, our customer service is going to be unbelievable. And and that's really it. Every single, so what's crazy is every order, every time you place an order online, we write a handwritten thank you card. No kidding. And like, Every, I don't care how big we get. And that's what someone's like, how are you going to scale that? It's like, we'll bring on more people, but every order will get a handwritten thank you card. And I'm like, why? It's like, the truth is, it's funny that we're talking about, got to make a lot of money so we can buy stuff. Mm-hmm. But the truth, we have tons of like different things that we can buy on a mm-hmm. daily basis. The fact that someone worked, like took time away from their family, more time we spend at work than we do at home. Mm-hmm saved up their money or, you know, made a purchase on our website with all the other options. We sent it to them. Then they went and bought stuff, prepared it, took a picture and then posted it online or told their friends about it. I'm like, I still can't like, it still blows my mind that this exists. Truthfully, we're selling salt and sugar. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's what we're doing. And did you already have the recipes? Like these were things you were already using. Yeah. So we had, we had, four of them and really ones that I was using for the catering. And so when we launched them Memorial day, I guess it was 2015. Um, you only launched these in 15. Yeah. So they're, yeah, they're seven, seven years old. Wow. So, um, and then one of my best friends, Brian Turner, um, he, it was like the perfect timing. Like he was stepping away from something and I knew I needed help. I couldn't cater and we were packing these at the kitchen table. Like at wow. our, so in the morning, like our kitchen table would turn into like rub central and then we would move it to the dining room where at night I would label it while I was getting the smokers ready to put briskets on. And so it was just like all around. And so Brian came on. Um, and then from that moment on, like I knew I could trust Brian, like his flavor 
like his palate was fantastic. And so he's, I probably created maybe the first six or seven flavors and then everything else. I'm just like, Hey, bro, I want a Hawaiian seasoning. Nails it. Hey, I mm. want this, like something we love tacos. Like, what can you do? And he's like, Hey man, I tr- try this, this and this And my favorite days. And this is, this is also the issue with growing is some of my favorite memories are just sitting around a grill mm-hmm. trying like cooking chicken to test flavors out. You know, where now I'm, you know, I went from a sales meeting to an ops meeting to right. to do this, you know. Right. And so it's like some things, how do we get like. How that, do you keep doing the yes, fun stuff? Th- like because right. that's really what energizes me right. to be able to go do those other things that, right. that are necessary. Right. You know, I, I, I we was, have to do that. I was chatting with somebody just the other day and and she was saying the exact same thing that in the growth of her company, uh, she had to get to the point where she realized I'm doing all the stuff I don't like doing. And so she really grew from a talent perspective by hiring other talented people yeah. who started doing the stuff she didn't love doing so she could get back to doing the stuff that she loved doing, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, that sounds like you're, you're at that spot right now where yeah. you're, you're wrestling with. I've that. learned I have to put guardrails on right. what I do or else like I wouldn't be here right now and right. I'd be back in the shop, like packing orders or like helping them fill bottles. Or when I left, they were putting 28 pallets of something on a trailer. Mm. Like, I would jump in and mm-hmm. do that and realize, like, I'm actually going to mess it up if That's I do right. it. Like, That's I don't right. need to be doing that because That's I'm right. going to make their job even harder. I, I have to constantly remind myself, even even in this setting, uh, you know, in, in my role as, as a senior leader, I've done all the jobs that are, yeah. that are, that are you know, leading up to this spot in some, in some situations. And I really like each and every one of them, yeah. but I do have to realize that's not my job anymore. Yeah. You know, I, I have to do my job so that other people can do their job well. Right. And, uh, and that's, that's a hard, that's a hard thing to get it when is. you just want to, you want to help, you well, want to do things. My job is now 30 families. You know what I mean? Like right. that's the way I see it. It's right. like, I don't ever want to come in and, and granted, like it's business, things mm-hmm. are going to change. You're going to have peaks. You're going to have valleys. You know, I wish I could say that everyone in two years is going to be the same crew, but that's not the way life works. But right now that team that's out there, like we've got to do everything we can, That's right. you know, to make sure that, you know, we keep it in order. Now you guys went worldwide. You're now global. Uh, Does that come through the social media presence? Is that, is that what's driving it? Is there an advertising scheme that you're using? Like how, how are you, how did you go from, from being local to being national to being global? Yeah. So it, what's crazy, it happened overnight. Okay. And I would say it happened through Instagram. Okay. So six months in, I get a text from a guy or a direct message from a guy named Brett. Mm-hmm. Um, Brett's like the common theme. So my brother's name's Brett. And then I got <laughs> Brett in Australia. And uh, he's like, hey, man, I love what you're doing. I'm in Brisbane, Australia. He's like, we, you know, I've, he worked for a potato chip company and like had been in sales for a long time. And mm-hmm. he's like... I think we can make a go at this, like in Australia. And I was like, you are crazy. What are you talking about? <laughs> Anyways, he bought 12 cases uh, of our original four, like three of each. Mm-hmm. And we figured out a way to get it boxed up and sent it FedEx and figured out customs, which is a whole nother thing of how I know I'm not meant to be doing that. <laughs> um, I've messed that up plenty of times. And uh, he got it and. What's crazy is we send him 40-foot containers now. No. Uh, yeah, so they're way. they're probably in, I think, last time, we talk every other Tuesday, and he said um, 
I think they're in five or six hundred stores over there. Um, it, it it still blows my mind. Unbelievable. So he was right. He really did make a go of it. Wow. Yeah, and really, it happened just by answering a message, you know. And that's what I always say is like. We never know what's going to be right. You know, in sales, like you're always one call away, you know, have you been over to see it? So I have. So actually uh, I went for the first time five years ago, four years ago. And this is the most, just every experience is crazy. And this is why I really like, Hey Ryan, you need to slow down, enjoy what's going on. So I took my dad and we went over there for 10 days and we went, we flew into Sydney Got to hang out for three or four days, just me and my dad, which is something like we hadn't Fantastic. done, I don't think ever. Yeah. Um, and then got to hang out, do that, and then flew down to Melbourne. And that's where it was called Meat Stock. So Meat Stock kind of is like barbecue, music. It would be like the Memphis in May mm-hmm. yeah. in Australia. Okay. Um, and so Brett had, we already sponsored barbecue teams. And um, I did like a little presentation we were selling a bunch of stuff there, which all this is still blowing my mind. Like we're in another, <laughs> we just flew 20 hours right. to be over here and there's people lined up to buy products to buy and they never, yeah, yeah, from Bethlehem, Georgia, you know? Awesome. And, um, what's crazy is a team that we sponsor won the Cut whole event. And so I've got pictures like standing on the stage, like with our team as the grand champion, like at the event. And I'm, it's still like, as I tell it, like I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> like, and so I got to go back the next year and um, I took Brian with me Okay, and we had, I mean, it's just, it, you just never know like what's going to happen next. And that's why I'm always like, Hey, we'll try it. You know, right. Let's, let's take the call and let's try it. It might not work, but yeah. it could turn into something that you just, you, you just never don't know. know. Now yeah. you're shipping huge container, huge orders to Australia. We um, have a distributor in Canada uh, New Zealand, the UK and Italy of all places, you know, it's like all the places like that I dreamt of going, you know, as it like in my twenties and thirties, will you continue to produce in winder or will you develop other production facilities in other parts of the world? Uh, so we're actually talking about that with Australia now is how can we, so going starting next year, our goal is to actually pack it up in bulk mixes you know, like almost in a process. So right. we'll pack it up in bulk and then he'll start to bottle it. I that see. way we still control like how it's mixed, right, right. the, the recipes, quality. Yeah. the quality. That's right. And then if everything works with that, then we'll, we'll just keep, you know, so you'll have a, you'll to, have a bottling facility over yeah, there. Cause really, you know, we have 10,000 square feet over in mm-hmm. Winder, which is about 20,000 square feet too small. Is it really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's just, we're busting at the seams, sure. but that's, that's the thing with, Really, the one of the hardest things to, to wrestle is cash flow mm-hmm. and space. Right. You know, like, hey, this is what this is what we have. This is what we have to work with. So how can we work within those limits right. to make sure we can do it? And that's really where having just smarter people around us is amazing. So, in fact, I would love you guys come over. I'll give you the tour. I, and you'll be I'm like, in, like 100%. You'll be I, like, how in the world yeah. do you get things done here? And the truth is we just have an unbelievable team, but we brought in automation right. about a year and a half ago, two years. Um, and we do all the sauce production, all the rub production and we co-pack. So we pack for about 20 other like companies. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Good grief. Yeah. So you've really expanded what the model looks like. Yeah. And for us, I mean, it helps because a, we want to know that we, prov- we feel we provide a right. fantastic product. And if we can do that for other people, the right. way I see it is barbecue, um, Barbecue people love 
a, a selection. Like if you go in my pantry, it doesn't just have lanes in there. Right. So I've got, you know, our competitors sure. because I, I love what they're doing. Right. I love trying new things and really my family gets bored of the same thing. Sure. And so sure. we want to try different things. Right. Now, as you're expanding out the business, um, you know, you've got some different components. Your training videos are fantastic. Thanks. Uh, I mean, I, re- I really, really Those were really them. born out of COVID. Okay. So, and I always feel bad, like, kind of saying this sometimes, but COVID was the craziest years of our business. Right. Everyone was at home cooking. Right. But no one knew how to cook. We were so <laughs> used to going out, you know, and that's where we're like, we've got to start doing videos. Um, but really, our, the past two years, we were just trying to keep the train on the tracks. Right. You know, and... and Another blessing. So our marketing director is a guy named Jeremy Sloan. His wife teaches over at BCA. Okay. Um, we had a store in Monroe and started selling some of her pottery out of there. She made these cool taco trays. But long story short, we were driving back from Disney World in December of, I guess, 2020. And my wife was like, you need Jeremy. I was like, what do you mean? Why do you like, what, what do you mean? She's like, you're getting at that level. Like you need someone who thinks different. And I was like, we do. So I called him in January, excuse me, set up a meeting. He came on in February and in March, like COVID hit. Right. But he'd already rebuilt our website, like made sure our email marketing was like on track and just like timing in that to go on and have the two greatest years that we'd had just having everything in order. It was just such a blessing. I, I say it. I say that all the time in my, in our environment here, I say it, it's not enough to do good things. We also have to tell of the good we're oh, doing. Yeah. And that's really what you're saying is that you're you're hiring somebody to tell your story. You're oh, hiring somebody to, yeah. you know. Here, here's, what I, here's what I thought was, was brilliant. And I, and I know that before we went on air, you said, listen, I don't practice it at all on those things. We're not scripted. It's yeah. But you, you know what I love is that you've de- you've developed like a really cool personality. Like you're more than just a cook on those things. Like yeah. it, it, feels, it feels very character driven. I need it to uh, be authentic too. Yeah. I told you I'm a hot mess. <laughs> Meaning like I'm toned down now because I only had four cups of coffee. But like after lunch, you know, it gets it gets work right. Up. But I, we have to. Your I mean, interplay with Ethan on, yeah. on the you know like it's funny. It's almost like you're developing like a Seinfeld you know cast yeah. of characters on this on this cooking training program, which is which is fantastic. Like it's just that that type of organic growth uh, that type of of, of of kind of production that feels so genuine and authentic. Yeah. That's what people are looking for. Well, you know? and we want cooking to be fun. Right. Like it's supposed to be something that you're ne- not doing by yourself. Right. right. You know what I mean? Like you're supposed to be cooking with someone. But what I don't want is someone to just follow a recipe. Because mm-hmm. our tagline is keep experimenting. Right. Because I want you to like try something new. Right. Try like something that you're like, this might not work. Most people, here's the thing. For Thanksgiving, right? They'll do the same recipes. Right. I want to try something new. Yeah. My wife's like, don't do that. What if it's not good? I'm like, then we have other dishes. Yeah, exactly. You know, but how are we going to know? Right. And we've got a fresh audience, yeah. you know? <laughs> and so that's really like the way I see it is let's have fun. You right. know what? You can always cook something else. Yeah. yeah. And you can always order a pizza. Do you do the cooking at home? I do. You uh, do. So you I really have do. since I have since day one. Okay. Yeah. So wow. my wife luckily never enjoyed cooking. And I, I like, it, this is going to sound crazy, but sometimes I will go home and fire up the grill and not cook anything. It's something about sitting out back, having the grill going, just the smoke coming out, the smell of like the charcoal and the wood relaxes me. Huh. Like that's my stress relief. Okay. I wish it was the gym. 
Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's the, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I wish yeah. it was, but <laughs> it's really just sitting out and like, that's really the most time that I'm at peace. Like when I can just sit there, whether it's praying, just having a mm-hmm. conversation, replaying my day. Um, just, it is. <laughs> Stacy will be like, what are you cooking tonight? I'm like, nothing. Nothing. She's like, what are you doing? Why, <laughs> there's smoke coming out. I was like, I just needed to smell it. Yeah. You know, and that's really where I feel at most peace. And, and that, listen, you, you have found this as your career as yeah. well. Like your career and your calling have found it. And it's also the thing you love doing on the side. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's fantastic. Yeah. All right. I'm going to pause for yeah. purely selfish. Sure. Okay. Purely selfish. Smokers. So if I if I'm getting into this right now, I'm, yeah. I'm I am using and and out of this is probably like a swear word for guys who are actually true barbecuers. Yeah. But I have a propane grill. Yeah, that's okay. Is that all right? Okay. You, can I, you still use seasonings? For I that? can. I can yeah. still. Yeah. We don't really care. Okay. We're not a grill company. All right. So we're now, a seasoning but, but, company. But you you certainly know the production. If I was getting a smoker, yeah. Is, are there are there particular smokers that you'd say like Are you permitted yeah. to, so, to say that? Uh, I can. Yeah, I'll say whatever. Sure. They can fire me. You know? <laughs> but. So I would say there's a couple different things. So I, I have multiple smokers. So I have some like a, a ceramic style, which would be like a Kamado Joe or a big green egg. So mm-hmm. I would say if, if your thing is you want that live fire cooking where you've got flames coming up, you've got a little bit more time to get it ready. Like that's a great way to go. Or if you just want to like use technology, mm-hmm. you've got a, like a, a rec tech or right. a pellet. Is fed that the pellet smoker. fed? Yeah. 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 Okay. They're fantastic. I've so. heard great things about that, and you can set them from your phone before you get home, yes, which is really, really yeah. nice. So as long as it's plugged in, you're filled with your pellets. I mean, you set that thing to go, so when you get home, it's ready. Okay. You know what I mean? You put okay. your meat on, and the beauty is, too, you can do so many different things. So you can smoke, then you can grill, then you can sear. Um, and then I love just cooking over open like open, open fire. Oh, do so, you really? Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. So anything over a fire pit, we've done a couple of videos with that. We went out to Fort Yargo, rented a campsite, nice. and like just cooked over, you know, open fire. Okay. All so, right. Well, yeah. and, and Rectex, what you like for the Yeah, pellet? Rectex, in fairness, too. You know, we make all their seasonings. Okay. So we've been a fan, but what I would say about them is they're out of Augusta, Georgia. Okay. Um, their customer service is something like we look up to. Awesome. Like you call them, you know, after hours, the next morning, you'll get a call back like, Hey Ryan, I saw you called. How can we help you? Like, that's crazy. That's fantastic. You know? Yeah. Um, they're just, they're fantastic business. Okay. Um, it's a great model to kind of, to follow. Well, I've been thinking about adding to it. I do not do the cooking in my yeah. house unless it involves fire. It's good. If it's, if it's fire, I'm usually the guy. Uh, cool. But other than that, my wife is a pretty great chef. All right, hey, let let's chat. Kind of now, now the second, my second favorite. Yeah. In, you know, uh, in in this, well, I shouldn't say second favorite, but one of my favorites. Uh, let's incorporate the faith in there. Yeah, tell, tell me a little bit about your personal walk with the Lord. Sure. Tell me a little bit about how your faith informs your family, but also informs your career, your vocation, calling. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about how how that faith, uh, par- you know, really has a daily application to life. Yeah, well, so I would say, um, I mean, we go to Bethlehem Church. Mm-hmm. Um, if it weren't for my wife, I don't know where my faith would be. So mm. my parents got divorced when I was five. We didn't, we weren't active going to church, went to Roswell United Methodist mm-hmm. growing up. But really, I would look for the, it was a Krispy Kreme over there. And when the hot <laughs> sign was on, I bolted. Yeah. You know, and so I spent more time over there and then made sure I was back. And so it wasn't until college when I really started like, not questioning. I would say, I would tell you right then, I believed. Right. 
but I didn't live. Right. Or I would think if you looked at me, you wouldn't tell me that I was a believer. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so my wife, I remember we'd go to a, a party or something. She'd be like, you're going to church in the morning. I'm like, what? And we would be there. Yeah. And then I think just throughout my, like our journey, it took us about two and a half, three years to have our son. Mm -hmm. and I think just, just seeing what God can do, like through the prayer, mm -hmm. through gathering with other people who are praying for you. Um, I'll never forget this. So my mother-in-law, who is, I swear, an angel, like she has come down. She's done like a lot of the success I have. I know it's because she's been praying right. for she's us. She's a prayer warrior. And yeah. so she learned calligraphy maybe like 15 years ago. And so I always get these little notes with like prayers or like, hey, do unto the, you know, all these things that like, I know she's been praying about it and she's writing it down, like how we treat our, our people, how we treat friends, how we treat everyone. And I think I try to hold that close. And like, first of all, I know I'm not here on my own, meaning I didn't get me here. Mm -hmm. I didn't get lanes here. Right. It was the, the people surrounding me, the people praying for us, my men's group. Uh, I've got a group of guys that we've been meeting with for five or six years. I meet on Tuesday mornings and like, just doing life with mm -hmm. and guys that you can say, look, man, I screwed up last week. Right. And like, how can I do that? And we all come at it from, from there is a, a business perspective as mm -hmm. well. Like how can I have more time with the people at work? How can I show my faith there? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and you lead of, facilitate that group. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know if you would call that, I guess I would be the leader of it. Sure. Um, but I would say it's, it's more of a, and, you know, how's everything going? Right. You know, so, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's funny because guys don't do this well, right? No. I mean, when, when, I'm, when I'm, you know, providing opportunities where people can jump in on something that is going to be distinctly spiritual, yeah. it, it is usually totally woman heavy, you know? Mm -hmm. And that, that, it's such an important piece that as men, as husbands, yeah. as dads, you know, listen, the Bible is really clear about it, that we're meant to be the leaders in, mm -hmm. in that regard. And yet that doesn't seem to come as naturally uh, yeah. to, a, to a lot of men. I, I teach a, a men's group here on Friday mornings. We're 30, 35, 40 guys. And, uh, and, and that's where we're just, we're connecting on that relational side yeah. where it's okay to mess up. Mm -hmm. and I, I think so often people have this misconception that somehow for us to get to that spot, we have to, we have to first attain perfection mm. before we get to that point. And I, frankly, I love that aspect of the gospel that it, it literally is our brokenness yeah. that makes us most equipped for the gospel. Oh yeah. It is our brokenness that yeah. leads us to that spot. Yep. You know, I read a book, um, it's called beautiful outlaw. Mm -hmm. And so John Eldridge wrote it yeah, sure. and it's, um, so the guy that wrote wild at heart, right. But it's basically, you know, a lot of times we think of Jesus as this, like, clean cut guy and a robe who, you know, is just holding little babies or baby lamp, like just this like clean, not clean cut, I would say, but like just a clean living. Right. Yeah. But the truth is he had a big personality. He did. Like he wasn't afraid to right. tell you what he thought right. in a loving way. Right. And I think we're so taught to like, don't show emotion. You need to not fail. Yeah. If you do like push it off on somebody else. And the truth is like, I think until we can own our own junk, mm -hmm. like it's going to be hard to lead right. anyone anyways. Right. And so um, I think it was either, I think John Maxwell said it too, but Theodore Roosevelt, he's like, people don't care how much you know mm -hmm. until they know how much you care. Right. Well, like they don't know that you care until you can kind of like take off that layer. That's right. And like talk to them like 
like you would your spouse, right. you know? Right. And the truth of the matter is guys are, guys are craving that from yeah. other men. Like I don't, I actually don't want the polished guy who doesn't have anything has never had a, a yeah. negative experience or a, or a, a bad day. Mm-hmm. Like I actually don't want that person. I actually want the guy who understands what being broken is, yeah. you know, uh, that they're able to step in, you know, what's so interesting is that, um, for me, I, I, I accepted Christ in my senior year in high school, uh, and, and life really fair, fairly instantly took a yeah. fairly dramatic turn for me. Uh, I, I have attempted so many other centers, like I've attempted vocational centers. I've attempted financial centers. I've attempted relational centers, but none of those centers hold like none of those centers yeah. are a strong enough anchor to hold you during tough times. Mm-hmm. It's really, we have to have our center in Christ and then everything else gets informed off of that. Yeah. You know, that there has to be something that is eternal rather than temporal. Absolutely. Know, which is massive. You know, um, how do you, how do you get to apply faith in your business? Now, I know you own it. So it's not like, you know, like you said before, I, no one's going to fire me. Yeah. Uh, well, how, how do you apply? How do you apply faith in your business? Or and and maybe of the guys that you're meeting with for this men's group, I suspect a lot of them don't own their own businesses. Uh, yeah, actually, a couple do. Yeah. But for the most part, they don't. So, so how do how do we educators apply? Educators and I mean, so really, my thing is being open and honest right. first of all, and just understanding like, hey guys, I don't have it all together. Mm-hmm. In fact. I'm looking to you guys right. because I don't have it all together. Yeah. And I need some help. Right. And I think just, I do the same thing at work. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to necessarily be a poser and say, you know what? I got this leadership thing down. The mm-hmm. truth is, right. I, I don't. don't like right. I'm still learning every day right. and I'm going to mess up. Right. I messed up before I came over here, Yeah. but I'm going to own it. Right. I'm going to apologize for it. And we're going to figure out how it doesn't happen again. Right. And like, and then, you know, we've got guys, it's funny you said Ethan Reed. So Ethan actually isn't even with us anymore. So yeah. he's gone on to do bigger and better things. Yeah. But he said, uh, guys, it's still kind of crazy. But when he was telling me about it and he was he was about to leave and go to this thing and he said, hey, man, can, like, you cool? Can we pray together? And that's when I was like, you know what? We don't always think we're modeling it. Yeah. And I was like, absolutely. That's right. And then I was like, man, I should have said that. You know what I mean? Like as a leader, like I should have said like, Hey, can we pray? But we prayed so many other times. He's like, Hey, look. And the truth is he's going on. Like we miss him like crazy Mm -hmm. because he's just a fantastic guy. Our big thing is like culture. Mm -hmm. And I want it to be a culture where like faith is a part of it. Right. You know? Right. And like, how are we going to like, who better to model than Jesus? That's right. You know? And we all know we're not going to get there, but like, that's something to strive for, not hitting 10 million or mm-hmm. 20 million. Because mm-hmm. the truth is, there's always another million. That's right. And that's what I think I've learned is, and I think that's what I mean by enjoying the process, enjoying the people, enjoying like what's going on on a daily basis instead of like, like how are we going to get mm-hmm. to another million? Because mm-hmm. the truth is, like, I'm always going to have cash flow problems. It's a small business. Right. The problems are always going to be there. Right. But knowing that, God is way bigger. And the truth is, if we believe what we're saying, like the business, like is just God's platform. That's right. You know, so am I owning it or am I a steward of mm-hmm. what God's given me? And appreciating and the blessings the that are there. that's the switch. Yeah. As soon as you realize like, yeah. I'm just a steward of this. Right. Like the truth is, God could fire me. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. I could get exposed of doing something that I don't even know I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it could change. Right. But... If I, 
if I'm using it with God at the helm, mm-hmm. you know, and just understanding like it's not mine anyways. Right. So, right. and I always say like, Hey, if there's an opportunity where we can do something like God, bring it to us and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do it. I was at this veterans day, uh, celebration, uh, veterans day, obviously, uh, this year. Yeah. And, and I ha- have all these things that are doing, you know, I've, I've got a do an intro. I'm waiting for this person to run sound and this person's got this and this person's not in place and they've got to do, I've got all of these different pieces that are going on. But, but, you know, so while that's going on, I kind of stopped myself and I just stopped and I looked around and there's all these kids doing this really special stuff to honor these veterans. There's all these veterans, some of them in their 20s, some of them in their 70s and 80s, right? Some of them still squeezing into their uniforms yeah. that they had with it. And I look around and it was just such a special time. Like mm-hmm. I just paused and reflected and I thanked God, like, God, thanks for letting mm-hmm. a broken dude like me be a part of a day like this where we yeah. get to honor our country, we get to honor the Lord who who's the author of, of everything that's taking place. And I just stopped, like, I could have, it would be so easy for me to focus on, got to do this, got to do this. Mm. Is this going right? Is this not taking place? But it's it's that idea of pausing and appreciating, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and and just taking the time to, to, to really see it around us and to yeah. recognize that, that God's the author. I, I say it all the time, but be smart enough to know you're not smart enough. Like, recognize, oh, yeah. you know, that, that, that around us, uh, kind of geniuses is in group. You know, mm-hmm. a, a, a few things that I, I have been super impressed with that as I've had uh, just some really successful people on the group, I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, you mentioned a couple of pieces that I think are important for our folks to see. One, you have some some really distinct core values mm-hmm. that define your business process, which I absolutely love. Yeah. I also love the fact that at several different stages, you've recognized that for me to grow, I need this element, mm-hmm. you know, and that's come in the form of people. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that philosophy, you, you've got the core values, but that core value drives these other pieces. Yeah. You know, I, I love that. Uh, that is, that is one piece that has been so uniform among a number of really successful entrepreneurs and business owners that we've had on the program is that idea that that's the core value that drives us. Um, I love that people drive who you are and not just the pursuit of the dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many companies out there who aren't doing it in that way. And I think so, I think so many times they've, they've kind of lost the heart of, of their, of, of, of who they are as a business, you yeah. know, why they get into it in the first place. So let me ask you this question, like yeah. in, in regard to your core values, in regard to how those are being applied, what comes next for lanes? Are there, are there, we've talked about some globalization. Yeah. You, you, you know, everyone's always like, you're going to do a restaurant. And I'm like, no, but I mean, I never should say no. I would right. say like, until my kids are like into that next level, like, I don't know. I've always said, if I have a big enough desire and passion for something, mm-hmm. we can make it work. Sure. Meaning because like, you know, it's funny when you say like all these people come around, what's crazy is like, they were all like through prayer, mm-hmm. meaning like right. Stacy and I are praying for the guys that like at the shop in men's group, like, Hey, this is something we really need. And like something opens up and now right. everything hasn't worked out that way. But right. the truth is like, even though it didn't work out, it still taught us something right. where we learned from it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so yeah, it's, I don't know. It's awesome. I, I think sometimes people think of kind of the entrepreneurial process as such a mystery. Yeah. And a lot of times it's just, just be faithful in this step. 
Yeah. And then when the next step comes, be faithful to the next yeah, step. I, I mean, you know? I have tons of ideas and yeah. things I want to do. We just, we have so many talented people like on the team. We can right. do so many different things. Right. So I don't know the next step. I mean, really, I would say we haven't even really put our stamp on like what we're doing now. Sure. Like we're really just getting started. And the cool thing is we're it. just getting started. Yeah, We've got some big stuff coming next year. Uh, starting in February, our reps will be in Academy. Nice. So like Academy Sports wow. is like this much bigger stage than we're used to. And so just who knows what other doors God's going to open. So cool, man. I, lo- I just love seeing kind of the reward of faithfulness. You yeah. know, that you've been faithful and, uh, and God's blessing you with more. And I think to also realize like it's not easy that's right you know what i mean yeah. and there's going to be challenges and there's going to be heartache yeah. like the past two years have been the toughest of my life both mm-hmm. personally and covid did so many mm-hmm. different things just like just what it did with our minds like right. being stuck at home and trying to lead through that mm-hmm. with saying hey we're gonna be here we're gonna keep going we're gonna keep grinding right um because i think it's needed like, that's a central theme though that i saw through your website through your yeah. videos is the idea that coming around food that has taken time to prepare. Yeah. Brisket, six hours, right? I mean, to no, start. I mean, so the ones that we cook for catering take about 12. Wow. Yeah, we can do them in six to eight. Yeah. But like, I mean, amazing, right? Yeah. But, but coming around something that took time and talent to prepare, yeah. but then to come around that food and to eat together, that's frankly the emphasis well, of community, right? That's, I mean, that's community. That's our mission. Right. Is to bring families and friends around a right. table. You know what? I screwed up that mission today. I should have had barbecue here. But <laughs> but I promise I will feed you. Next guys. time we get together. That's right. That's right. So Next but time. that that really is why we do what we right. do. And because I think that's what families should be doing. Right. You know, right. we spend so much time on our devices. Mm-hmm. I'm the worst. I'm always seeing what's going on. Right. But if I would just stop. Right. And like I only have another year and a half with my son before, right. like, he's gone. I mean, right. he's not gone, but, like. Yeah, he's on the next he's step. He's hopefully going to go do what he needs to do, you know, yeah. to on his journey to become yeah. a man. You I know? love it. I love it. Uh, Ryan, so yeah. hey, it's such a pleasure to have yeah. you on the show. Uh, awesome to see what God's doing in your life. Thank I you. love the intersection of just real, like, real faith, real purpose, core values, the idea that God is blessing you because of those faithful yeah. steps. And uh, I'm excited to see where Lane's goes in the future. I'm also excited the next time we get together to share some barbecue yeah. together. So that we'll, will be, we'll that'll be you guys awesome. Up. Thank you so much for having me. This is, I, I don't know if I answered a single one of your questions. <laughs> you absolutely did. But like, it's been fun and you've been smiling the whole time and I have too. And that's really, you know, cool. what matters. So thank you, my friend. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you. We have been overwhelmed with the glowing response to season one of the Joy of Leadership podcast. Thank you to our faithful listeners for tuning in every week. And thank you for telling your friends. And thank you even more for liking us on YouTube or wherever you receive your podcasts. While we are blessed to have faithful listeners in every section of the U.S., our biggest cities being Atlanta, New York, Seattle, and even Wichita, Kansas, we have been surprised by the global impact of the podcast. We are literally reaching thousands around the world with faithful weekly listeners in Canada, Kenya, the Netherlands, and even Sri Lanka. We are humbled by God's favor on our program as we encourage others to keep Christ in the center. This show could not take place without the expertise and brilliance of our producer, David Bell, and our director, Blake Pace. Boldly lives at the intersection of vocational success and spiritual courage. Email us at thejoyofleadership at gmail.com. Thank you for being a faithful member of the Joy of Leadership podcast family.